Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. I'm Margot Robbie, and I play Barbie. And I'm Ryan Gosling, and I play Ken. Max is now the exclusive streaming home of Barbie. So cool. And the Max with Ads plan is included with your Cricket $60 Unlimited plan at no additional cost. Log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. This is the best day ever. It is the best day ever. Don't miss Barbie, now streaming on Max. Phone plan streams in standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Forget the scale. I know. One, one foot is an inch. Yes, don't tell me that again. Now, where does the smoke go? Up the chimney. But there isn't any chimney. Look, that shows the chimney. Oh, I see. Yes. With oranges growing on it, you save the price of a smudge pot. Yes. <laughs> Look, sweetheart, that is not the chimney. That happens to be a tree. Does that go with the house? No, it's just the architect figured a tree. It'd look good there. An architect? What do we need with an architect? Well, he drew up the plan. You told me the FHA drew them up. <laughs> FHA approved them. Remember, everything works through FHA. You know what we want. Why don't you make the plan? Well, I couldn't make plans that a contractor could build a house from. Oh, what do we need with a contractor? Already we have a lot of people hanging around that's supposed to be our house. Look, a contractor's the man who actually builds the house. I thought we were building the house. <laughs> Honey, please leave everything to me, will you please? Now, look, sweetheart, look, Lemmy Pie, this is the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have twin beds, aren't we? Yes, of course. Where does it say that? doesn't say it any place. <laughs> I thought a smart man like you would get everything in writing. Look, honey, it makes no difference to them whether we have one bed, twin beds, or sleep on the floor. Oh, well, then let's not have them. Let's not have who? People who made these plans. Why not? Well, if they're not interested in our house, let's get somebody who is. Oh, please, sweetheart, look at these plans. Now, will you please look with a good eye? Look. Now, look. Here. <laughs> Here is the kitchen. See that? Yes. Now, let's see. Now, where can we put the stove? Put it in any place you please. Yeah, we can have an electric stove. Well, certainly. We? The house is all wired with millions of outlets. Mm-hmm. Where are the wires? I don't see them with a good eye. Uh, they, they don't show the wires. Why not? Well, I don't know, but the wires are there. They must be there because here are the electric lights. Mm-hmm. And the very newest thing, concealed lights. Yes, well, they can't be concealed very well. I can see them plain as day. I know, but listen. They're... First you show me wires I can't see and you tell me they're there. Then you show me lights I can see and you say they're not there. Of course they're there. They're long tubes filled with a kind of a gas. Gas? You said they were electric. Oh, they are electric. They work through either AC or DC. You said everything worked through FHA. <laughs> Look, darling, please. Just forget about all that for a minute, will you, please? Look how convenient I made everything for you. Just two steps from the kitchen to the dining room. Mm-hmm. Where's the door? Here it is. Where does it say that? doesn't say that any place. Well, where's the bathroom? Here it is, right next to the bedroom. Why couldn't we put it on the other side? Well, the kitchen is there. Well, we could move the kitchen in here. We can't, sweetheart. That's the dining room. Well, put the dining room there. And why would we put the living room? Well, put it where the bathroom it is. It wouldn't fit. Well, we can make it fit. It's our house, isn't it? <laughs> Don't you understand? If we did that, the living room would face the back of the lot. Well, turn the whole house around. Then we'd come out even. Well, we can't do that. Why not? If we did, people would have to come in the bedroom. And if you want to serve a meal, you'd have to go through the pantry into the bathroom and through the living room to get into the dining room. <laughs> Put the kitchen where the bathroom is. It won't work. What do we do with the bathroom? Well, shove it back there. That's no good. Then if you want to take a bath, you'd have to climb out the kitchen window. (laughs) 
I know. Make the window a door. That'll work out swell. Oh, that'll work out swell. Yes. Where will we put the window? Well, put the fireplace back there. But that's the fireplace over there. That's where it was. Well, you can't have the fireplace there. Well, do because I... you'd have to step through it into the kitchen, climb over the refrigerator, and get in the bathroom. Oh, oh but wait. I know what we could do. We could move the bathtub over here. To... No, no, no. Then you, we could... No, no. Then... Oh, yes. Then when you went to bed, you'd have to hang your clothes in the pantry, and in the morning, you'd be taking your shower in the china closet. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes. I've got a better idea. What is it? Darling, you tore up the plan. Yes, let's go completely crazy. Let's try and find an apartment. In just a moment, you'll hear the final portion of Christmas on the Blue, featuring the famous Fred Waring chorus... The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix, Mr. Joey Brown, who introduces the fighting men from the Pacific Combat Zone talking with their families in America, and a special Christmas number by Miss Gracie Fields, Paul Whiteman and his orchestra, and the Paul Taylor Chorus. We pause now for station identification. on the blue with your mistress of ceremonies, Gracie Field. On Christmas Day, it is our custom to sing the traditional carols, which have been handed down from generation to generation throughout the ages. I can think of no better groups to sing these carols for you than the famous Fred Waring Chorus, heard each Thursday night at 10 o'clock, sponsored by the Owens Glass Company. For this special Christmas Day treat, we take you now to New York. Oh, 
in Hollywood, let's drop in on a family that delights Blue Network listeners every Sunday night with big gobs of heartwarming laughter. So here we go for another adventure in The Life of Riley, starring one of Hollywood's greatest comedians, the man you laugh at in Wake Island and Guadalcanal Diary, none other than the Beau Brummel of Brooklyn, William Bendix. <laughs> It's Christmas morning in the life of Riley, and the scene is the little living room in war worker Riley's California bungalow. Riley, his wife, and the children, 13-year-old Junior and 16-year-old Babs, are happily opening the Christmas presents. Oh, boy, look what I got for my school teacher. A penknife. Boy, it must have cost her at least $2. Junior, it ain't how much the school teacher spent. It's the principal of the thing. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, Oh, Right. You said you're giving up those jokes for New Year. Oh, I still got a week. <laughs> hey, uh, look, Peg, here's a present Snuffy Thomas sent me. Oh, what is it, Daddy? It's a, uh, a pair of garters. <laughs> what a cheapskate garters after what I gave him. Oh, what did you give him, Pop? Well, I gave him a... a, a, a holy smoke, I didn't give him anything. <laughs> Gee, that Snuffy Thomas is a nice guy. <laughs> oh, look. Junior, a dressing gown for Mother and Dad. Just what I wanted. Thanks, Mother. Thanks, Dad. Well, I hope you like the color. It's my favorite. Paris green. <laughs> olive green, dear. Oh, olive green. Then those little red dots must be the pimentos in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what's that you got there, Dumplin'? Oh, it's something for you from Ike Shanahan. For me? Well, let me see. Let me see that. Well, for crying out loud. Ike must be nuts. What did he give you? A pair of wooden shoes. <laughs> Riley, those are shoe trees. Oh. <laughs> you put them in your shoes so they won't get out of shape. Oh, well, that's a good idea, but how'll I get my feet in? <laughs> oh, oh I, I see what you mean. <laughs> They're very useful. Yes. Well, what are you looking for, Junior? My present from Stuffy Evans. I don't see it. Well, maybe he didn't send you one. Well, he should have. A double crosser. I sent him an airplane book. Well, I'm through with that stumpy. Junior, that's no way to talk. You know what they say, never look for a gift in a horse's mouth. <laughs> well, stumpy should have given me something. Now, you take me, Junior. I sent gifts to all my pals, Waldo, Binney, Muley, Durkin, and Digger Odell, the Undertaker... But suppose they didn't give me any gifts back. Would I get sore? No. I'd still be just as friendly with them like always. Yes, your father's right, Junior. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. But Stubby should have given me a present. Junior, I guess this is as good a time as any to read that new book my boss gave me. It'll teach you a lesson about Christmas. Oh, what book's that, Riley? That's this one here, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Oh, go on, read it, Daddy. Dickens is such a fine writer. Mm, you bet he is. I read all his stuff as soon as it comes out. <laughs> Daddy! What? Daddy Dickens is dead. He is, huh? <laughs> These Los Angeles newspapers don't tell you anything. <laughs> I, I once saw a swell movie that Dickens wrote. It was a good movie. You know, the, the one about that very nervous boy, you know, Oliver Twitch. 
Riley. Yeah, well, now, now everybody quiet, please. And, and Junior, you listen to this story because you need it. Okay, Pop. Uh, a Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol. Page one, chapter one. Pretty dull so far. Junior. <laughs> Go on, Riley. Read it, dear. <clears throat> Old man Molly was dead to begin with. Of, uh, come in. Well, if it ain't my pal, little Waldo Binney. Oh, Merry Yeah, how are you, Waldo? Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, oh, my. Christmas. Uh, oh, my. Come back. Come back. Come back. Well, no wonder. Look at all them packages you're carrying there. Well, I have a few dear friends that I must give presents to. Well, now, if you mean us, Waldo, you're welcome here any time without presents. Now, which package is which? <laughs> Mr. Riley, first pull down the shade. Oh. What's the matter, Mr. Binney? Don't you want your wife to know you're out of the house? Oh, Junior, don't you be disrespectful about Mrs. Binney. Oh, that's all right. I don't mind. Well, just the same. Junior was very rude. Tell me, Waldo, how did you get away from the old bat, huh? <laughs> well, it's easier on Christmas than other days. I, I waited till she stepped under the mistletoe, mm -hmm. puckered her lips, and closed her eyes, and then I escaped. <laughs> Waldo, old pal, sit right here in my own favorite Morris chair. You must be tired holding all them presents. Oh, oh, the presents. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, I almost forgot. Uh, Mrs. Riley, this is for you. Oh, I miss you. And here's one for Babs. Oh, and uh, one for Junior. Merry Christmas. Gee, thanks a lot, Mr. Binney. Oh, I just know mine is perfume. Mr. Binney, you're a darling. Well, uh, yes, I am. <laughs> <coughs> What's that, Mr. Riley? Uh, Merry Christmas, Waldo. Thank you. Thank you. Same to you. Uh, you uh, better take out the package you got in your back pocket, Waldo. You'll be more comfortable. <laughs> I haven't got a package in my back pocket. Uh, but is it in your breast pocket? I haven't got any more packages. Oh, I see. Uh, 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 Riley was just reading us the Christmas Carol. Oh, fine. It's my favorite story. Yeah, it was a Christmas present I got. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, go on, Riley. Read it, dear. Old man Molly was dead. That's right, your truly little muley. <laughs> and with all them packages, he looks very yuley. Come in, come in, Waldo. How's about letting my pal muley sit in the Morris chair? You can sit on that there footstool. <laughs> well, yes, certainly. Then my feet can touch the floor. No, 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 sit where you are, Waldo. It's time for the presents, and there's no time like the presents. That's the kind of talk I like to hear, muley old best friend I got. <laughs> Well, here you are, Junior. Mm -hmm. Gee, thanks, Muley. Yeah, and this is for you, Babs. Oh, thank you, Mr. Jackson. And this mm -hmm. is for your charming mother. Why, Muley, thank you. <laughs> and Riley? Yes, Muley? Those slippers you gave me were nifty. They were, huh? Yeah, I thank you from the bottom of me feet. <laughs> and in appreciation, Riley, old pal, there's something I want you to have. What's that, Muley? A happy new year. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. 
It's sure starting off good. Well, now that Santa Claus Muley's bag is empty, he might as well shut down. I think I will try your Morris chair, Riley. If Morris don't mind, why should I? <laughs> Mr. Riley was just reading us a Christmas carol. Oh, swell. This story has got a message. It's about a miser who don't never give nothing to nobody. <laughs> Are you listening, Muley? <laughs> Riley, go on with the story. Old man Molly was dead. <laughs> he didn't know when he was well off. <laughs> Greetings, one and all. Well, 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 if it ain't my favorite undertaker, Digger O'Dell. How are you, Digger old pal? Hello, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> well, I, I feel good, Digger Say, you must be tired carrying all them boxes this Not this... at all I like to carry boxes <laughs> <laughs> I do it every Christmas Oh, that's fine, Digger, old pal Muley, you get up and let my best friend, Digger, sit in the Morris chair Wait a minute, where will I sit? There's a log there in the fireplace <laughs> Right out. Oh, Muley, sit here on the sofa. Uh, isn't it a lovely Christmas, Mr. O'Dell? Ah, yes. Joyous Noel. I adore Christmas. It's so gay. <laughs> sure is, Digger. Except it ain't like the old-fashioned Christmas where everybody gave presents to everybody. I always give presents. What else is money good for? After all... You can't take it with you. <laughs> well, you ought to know, Digger. <laughs> Every Christmas I paint the town red and green. That's why I'm known in the trade as a live wire. Good old Digger. Now, Mrs. Riley, this package is for you. Merry Christmas. Oh, why, thank you, Mr. O'Dell, and same to you. Something for you, Bab. Oh, thank you. And for little Junior. Gee, thanks a lot. And now... Ahem. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, your cough reminds me, Riley. Here's something for you. What is it, old pal? Have a cough drop. <laughs> Thanks. Can I have it for keeps? <laughs> Riley, uh, go on with the story. What story? Pop was reading us a Christmas carol. Proceed, Riley. Old man Molly was dead. <laughs> Let's not talk shop. <laughs> Continue. Why can't they let this poor guy Molly rest in peace? Come in. Mr. Riley, I have a package for you. You have? Well, gee, that's fine. That, that's swell. That's, that's wonderful. I'm glad you're pleased, but for heaven's sake, stop pinching my cheeks. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I was just so excited. Put it down here, will you? Oh, my goodness, what a big box. You said it. Oh, wait a minute, boy. Thanks for delivering it. And this dime is for you. No, thanks. I couldn't take it. It would put me in a higher income tax bracket. <laughs> well, well, well. Ain't that a big box, though? Who's it from, Dad? I don't know, but I know who it isn't from. Oh, Riley. Yeah, it must be from a stranger. Friends is okay, but believe me, the people who don't know me like me better. Riley, I think you'd better open the pack. Yeah, sure. Well, well, what do you know? A whole big tool chest, complete with everything. 
Ain't it beautiful? Oh, gee, Miranda. Oh, that, that set somebody back plenty. Well, here's a card, Daddy. Who's it from? Let me see. The, uh, Merry Christmas to Riley. We had you worried, didn't we? <laughs> from, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, well, What's the matter, dear? Go on. From his pals, Waldo, Muley, and Digger. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Boy, what a rip. What a rip. Love, I thought I'd die. <laughs> yeah. yeah th this is a good one. <laughs> well, Riley, what do you think of our little gift? Ah, oh, fellas, you shouldn't have done it, but... Boy, am I glad you did. <laughs> we want to thank the entire life of Riley Cast for making Christmas on the Blue a merrier one. And now I have the pleasure of introducing a man who has traveled to every fighting front in this war to entertain our boys. He knows what it means for those homesick boys out there in the Pacific to talk to their loved ones here at home. So before we try to contact those certain men in the Pacific, I would like you to meet the star of Stop or Go, sponsored by McKesson and Robbins, and heard Sunday evenings at 8.30 over the Blue Network, Mr. Joe E. Brown. <laughs> Thank you, fellas, and thank you, Gracie, very kindly. And thanks to the Blue Network, I'm privileged with the honor to wish every one of our great kids in uniform all over the world a Merry Christmas. Seeing them as I have, working and fighting in some instances under the most adverse conditions possible makes you appreciate their magnificence. Each and every one of them, whether in combat areas or not, is doing his job or her job. Yes. When I speak of them, I mean the girls as well as the boys. God bless them all. Race, creed, and color are no dividing lines. They're all Americans fighting shoulder to shoulder to preserve what we know to be the decent way of living. And I pledge myself that as long as I live, I shall never forget what they have done, nor the debt I owe them. Since this war started, many times we civilians have been asked to give to the effort, either with our blood or a little extra work, some task that to us may seem quite menial, or to buy bonds. I believe we should be thankful that we're living in a country where we have the privilege of investing in our country and its future, and at the same time help bring these boys and girls of ours back home. And now, directly to you, our boys and girls of the Allied nations all over the world, officers, non-commissioned officers and men, wherever you fly, march or float, I want you to know that a piece of the heart of Joey e. Brown goes with you. It is my prayer that we'll soon know peace. Universal peace on all of you. Our children will be home to enjoy a good snowball fight, baseball game, or the company of your loved ones. You know, I was trying to think of some new and different way of saying Merry Christmas. But I must confess I soon gave it up for... You know, there's only one way to say Merry Christmas, simply and with sincerity. But we have found a new way for saying Merry Christmas, though. Through the magic of radio, it has been made possible for two of our swell fighting kids overseas to talk to their families. What a thrill. Their loved ones back here. In our studios in Honolulu are Marine Sergeant Humphrey Steele and Leland Clark of the Seabees. In San Francisco are the family of the families of these two men. 
And we're going to let you listen in as they talk about all the things that are dear to them on this Christmas day. Before we take you to San Francisco, ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls all over the world that are within the range of my voice, I want you to know that it's my desire once more to add my wishes and my prayers for a quick and victorious ending of this terrible struggle. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we take you to San Francisco. This is Burton Bennett in San Francisco. Calling in uh, Blue Network correspondent William Ewing from Honolulu. Come in, William Ewing. This is William Ewing speaking from the St. Pax Studios at Pearl Harbor. We have here this Christmas morning in the studio motor machinist mate, uh, second class of the CBs, Leland Clark, who's going to talk to his wife and his family in uh, San Francisco. Go ahead, uh, Clark, and say hello. Hello. Hello, darling. How are you? Just fine, honey. Gee, I'm sure glad to hear from you. Isn't this a wonderful Christmas present? It really is. How are you spending Christmas? Honey, well, right now I'm enjoying very much talking to you, darling. Oh, that's wonderful. I really got a wonderful Christmas present yesterday morning when I was told that I was on the evacuation list. Oh, how nice. Um, that really just about floored me, you might say. <laughs> uh, and how have you been? Well, I feel fine. The only thing that makes me feel better is if you could come home. Well, naturally, uh, I thought that. And uh, you can't imagine how I want to be home. Oh, I know. And, oh, uh, by the way, uh, when is Merle to get his furlough? Oh, he's home now. Captain Merle Ellis is home on furlough, and he'll be there until after Christmas. Well, that's fine for him, isn't it? Lucky? Oh, I should say. Uh, they're looking forward to having you come home, too. Well, I'll probably miss it. Well, we'll be waiting. Well, that's fine. Uh, here's your, uh, here's your mother, Clark. Hello, uh, Leland. Hello, Mother. How are uh, you? Just fine. How are you? Just fine. And Merry Christmas to you. And thanks the same to you. And this is just the most wonderful Christmas present I ever had. I just feel so happy. I want to say Merry Christmas to the whole world. Well, and it, it made me feel real happy, too. Uh, I, in fact, I'm as nervous as a kid with a new toy. <laughs> me, too. Uh, can you tell us uh, some of your experience on Saipan? Oh, well, there isn't much to tell down there. Tell about a little funnies part of it. Well, tell us the funnies. Well, my buddy and I went out. We got called out when the uh, uh, air raid was coming over. And in the excitement of everything, he forgot his helmet. And our uh, foxhole was kind of shallow, you know. Uh-huh. So uh, there was an anti-aircraft gun started going off from back of our foxhole a little ways that he didn't know was there. And he started burying his face in the sand. <laughs> Every once in a while, why, he would rise up and blow the sand out of his eyes and nose and wipe his face off and say, Clark, he said, you don't take this serious. He said, this is war, and with that, he'd bury his face in the sand again. <laughs> I think that was about the funniest experience that I had down there. Well, that was funny. And uh, our living conditions there, well, they weren't the best, and I guess they weren't the worst. Uh, we had a kind of a hard bed the first few days on the sand, and then we moved up to uh, Tanapeg Harbor, and we had a nice camp there, except when it rained. And uh, I guess I'll have to say goodbye now, darling, and mother, and the best luck to you all. Goodbye, and God bless you. Darling, did you give the commanding officer my message? Oh, Remem I remember, I want you home for a wedding anniversary. I'll do that. <laughs> goodbye. I forgot Bye. about... Bye. Merry Christmas. 
What have you got there now, Bill? Well, I've got uh, First Sergeant uh, Humphrey Steele of the Marine Corps. Uh, Steele thinks he's a little bit nervous, too, but he isn't near as nervous as I was a while ago when both these guys got lost between you and the hospital. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Go ahead there, Steele. Uh, he's been all over the Pacific, but uh, he had to get lost between you and the hospital. Go ahead and talk to <coughs> the there. Hello, Ellen. Hello, Humphrey. How are you? I'm fine, and how are you? Oh, I'm feeling swell. Well, that's grand. How's your leg? Huh? How's your leg? Fine. Well, is there any chance of you getting home? Oh, maybe in the next month. Is that... Uh, oh, early next month. Do you mean uh, before the 5th or 6th? Well, I can never tell. I can never tell. Oh, oh well, you sound <laughs> wonderful. Uh, is Jerry with you today? Yeah, uh, he'll be with me... Uh, afternoon. Sorry, fellas, you go ahead and keep talking, but we've got to end our show. Here's a parting word from Gracie Field. Well, friends, it's really been wonderful bringing you Christmas on the blue. It's been a great Christmas treat for me to introduce to your homes this afternoon so many stars of our Blue Network program, and to hear the voices of our fine lads overseas exchanging Christmas greetings with their families here at home. Now, in behalf of the Blue Network and every participant of this two-hour program, I say a Merry Christmas and God bless you all. This is the Blue Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.